it can kill a business overnight, you know, whether it's guilty by association or by proximity. There was a possible case that happened. Someone walked in uh, and sat down somewhere outside on the street uh, that we're on, got put on the news. Uh, you know, it was all over the news. The next day, every business on the street was dead. Uh, and then a couple of days later, they said, you know what? It wasn't as bad as we said it was, Soz. And that fucked us all. We have been ever since. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. After restaurants in Sydney reopened, it soon became clear what kind of restaurants were thriving in difficult conditions and the ones bleeding. To much surprise, the restaurants at the top end thrived as punters splashed the cash after being cooped up. But the everyday eats that are reliant on inner-city workers have been on their knees because the city is a ghost town. Clayton Wells is the co-owner and executive chef of Automata and A1 Canteen. Clayton, how are you going? Very good. Thanks for having me. Mate, you've got two restaurants um, almost opposite each other in that little laneway and um, offering offering a product to very different markets and your experience of the pandemic is very different for each venue. It must be a bit of an alternate reality for you. What's it like? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, well, you know, we are living in interesting times. So, uh, yeah, no, look, I mean, yeah, like you said, they are literally across the road from each other. Um, you know, A1 being a sort of, ca- well, a cafe, um, you know, in that uh, sort of ca- more very casual uh, uh, line of things. And automata over the road, uh, which is uh, fine dining. Well, in my own in my own way, um, offering you know a, a multi-course tasting menu. And uh, things are very different at the moment. Things are very different. And and like you just mentioned uh, in your intro, that the uh, you know the, the what we thought was going to happen and what actually happened has been quite different. I think it took us all by surprise. And. Uh Consumers have really been out there spending money in their nice restaurants. I guess they kind of wanted to get out. What what's what's trade been like for Automata? Look, it's been. I mean, I won't say it's been great. I mean, it's been good. It's uh, you know, it's been better than I expected. Put it that way. Um, you know, we we reopened. You know, well, when we could reopen for a group of ten guests. Um, you know, we we were able to have ten people, and I I just think five group five groups of two is just a little bit boring for everybody that's involved, whether it be the customers. You know, the atmosphere in a dining room is 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 everything. So, um, you know, so I thought let's just open for one group of ten people a night and just let them have their time. Uh, you know, get back in. Uh, you know, have dinner with each other. You know, and sort of get back uh, into the swing of things, and that that took off just like really well. I mean, we released the first month of that, uh, and it sold out within you know sold out within minutes. Um, you know, uh, you know, so you know, and that sort of showed us what we were kind of walking into here, uh, reopening again. You know, we sort of, you know, we were we were lucky enough to be able to reopen back in May, and then uh, you know when we all thought we were get, we we're on we we're all locked down till September. I mean that was the kind of messaging that was being happening, and uh, and uh, you know that it, it you know everyone was just excited to go back out again. You know we'd all been cooped up inside, you know, um, and, and and not being able to see their friends, and they kind of just went nuts for uh, for 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 a good month and a half, I think. 
and then you know obviously as as things progress but you know they've, they've they've scratched the itch and they get back out there and you know things slow down and in in the sense of you know that that the, the the need to get out there and 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 have a crack at it um you know that that slowed down a bit but and then we sort of got back into the into the sort of the new normal of dining at the moment where it's you know people are still having birthdays they still want to celebrate they still want to see their friends in small groups they still want to see their family but they're still being careful which is which is important as well you know and your other establishment a1 canteen you know when that landed it was it was kind of the venue sydney really needed that everyday eats but in that sort of canteen style and yeah look when and and you know when when we when we got that you know when we got the tap on the shoulder and said you know we all have to shut you know we can do takeaway um you know there was you know everyone is very quick to jump into the the takeaway and everything like because obviously i mean everybody's situation is very different um you know um you know the you know whether it be a large business with lots of staff or small business or whatever every, everybody has a different situation so you know and and sydney uh you know in particular you know in 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 a city where they were pretty quick to jump on and just do whatever they could do to to keep their businesses going so then there was a lot there was a lot of focus on dinner um and uh a1 being a cafe that's uh open uh you know in the morning and in, in the daytime we decided to just keep or do takeaway but to continue doing what we do you know i didn't want to go and try and you know um you know do anything that we weren't already doing and i thought that you know people still need their morning coffees the people want to have a sandwich at lunchtime they don't want to you know they don't they don't they don't want to eat dinner at lunchtime so we just continue doing that for a while and we're literally treading water and the only reason we stayed open is to just to try and keep people working and that's that's really the only it was definitely not a money-making exercise it was literally just so i could keep people working so and that's what we did what was the impact on staff you know with multiple venues you must have quite a few staff what was what was the challenges in that period Look, the challenge. I mean, you know, the the big, the biggest challenge for me, and the thing that I still think about, and I never want to get, never want to have that day again, is that the, the the people that you know, where I guess when they, you know, I never want to have to stand all my staff down again. That was the most horrible day of my life, you know, and I I won't ever forget that. So, you know, in 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 that moment, I sort of, you know, I, I drew a line in the sand and said, what whatever happens here. I, I need these people to get back to work. You know, I don't care about you know you know you know throw all the ego and all that bullshit out of the way. And I, all I care about is just getting people back to work. And the hardest thing was when they you know introduced the JobKeeper, which has been an absolute blessing, I must say. You know, I'm I'm not and I, I think it's you know we would all be would all be absolutely done if it wasn't for that. And I and I'm very grateful. But the you know when the the other people that that work for you they work just as hard as everybody else they pay their taxes and everything like that meaning the temporary visa holders when they get kind of left to the side to fall through the cracks I mean that that really sort of hurt you know and 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 I'd never want I never want to have to you know deal with that again you know it's it's, it's very important to me that that everyone gets that gets treated the same. You said that you're doing takeaway from a one canteen but keeping the food as it was and true to A1 Canteen. What about Automata? Did you do a takeaway model there or did that remain shut until there was a time to open? Uh, look, we, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, we, we had a, we had a, we had many discussions about it. Um, you know, I, 
Look, I, I, I look at automata as, you know, when I look at automata's food and, you know, I, 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 you know, I see it in a different light to other people. I think it's very simple and, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. But, you know, <laughs> that's just, that's just, I think that's just a bit silly, right? Um, but, um, you know, and I guess, you know, there's, there's doing things, there's, there's doing what you do, but I, I couldn't justify trying to do what we do for people at home. You know what I mean? I think it's important. Automata, to me, needs to be in automata. Um, you know, uh, and, and if I was doing something else, it would have been something totally different and therefore, you know, a, a little bit a little bit pointless. Um, so we did make that decision. You know, we, we, we did discuss it. We threw out so many different ideas and everything. I had, I had you know, long talks with my staff, but it, it just kind of, we just decided to not do it. Um, and uh and and stick with a1 i mean um you know during that time i mean you know i, I you know my my staff uh my all my chefs at a1 got stood down um and there was only four of them but when i say all of them there's only four ever um but you know they were the ones that fell through the cracks and and my um my my chefs at automata were lucky enough to, you know they're all to be permanent residents so you know they they they, they kind of got looked after there so you know i had we were all just kind of doing what we could, you know. I had my some automata chefs working at a, at, at a they were working a one in sort of rotating days where they were just just trying to keep the keep the the, the, the engine greased up. So you know, in four months time, we didn't we didn't think doing ten people was hard, you know. So just really trying to sort of keep keep motivated as well because the 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 other side of this sort of pandemic and what it's done is it's it's. It, it really killed the motivation levels of, of everybody, you know, myself included, you know, it's just you, you find it hard to sort of, you know, get up in the morning when you don't see there's much point. So, you know, we, we were just literally just furiously trying to get them and we were just trying to get busy enough so I could get my other chefs to get so I could get them back to work. How have you coped with those challenges during this period? Um, look, I, I had a bit of a moment. After, after uh, you know, everybody got stood down, um, I sort of drew a line in the sand and I went, you know what, I can spend the next six months crying about this um, and I can be miserable and depressed or I can just fucking get on with it, you know. And, 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 I, and I, you know, I, I kind of, that's what I'm kind of like normally anyway. So I, I, I decided right there and then not to, you know, not to be, not to let it all get to me. I'm a bit of a go with the flow kind of guy anyway. So, you know, I, I just went, you know, this is shit, but what what else are we going to do? You know, let's just let's just get on with it. So, and that's what we've been doing. We talked about a bit earlier that A1 Canteen was kind of that casual eatery that Sydney really needed at the time that you launched it. But Automata was also the fine diner that Sydney needed. It, it brought it down to a more acceptable price level. It was an offering of around five courses for about $88 or something. It was really accessible to everyone. Can you tell us about it? Was your, it's your first venture too? Can you tell us a bit about Automata and the idea behind it? Yeah, so I mean, you know, my my background really comes in, in is cooking in fine dining restaurants, and you know, as much as I love them, I you know, it, it's that for my first venture and you know, in, into uh, you know, the world of owning restaurants or running restaurants, I didn't really see myself working uh, in in a sort of really fine dining re- venue. 
still the attention to detail with the food had to be there and everything like that. And, you know, that is always, you know, the, the first and foremost. But I really wanted it to be in more of a casual, casual, uh, casual environment. You know, you know, we, we found the space in Chippendale um, and, uh, you know, I couldn't imagine putting a, a, you know, a fancy restaurant in, in, in a, you know, in, 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 in Chippendale. So, you know, we, um, that's what we, that's what we did. Um, you know, I got a lot of inspiration from what was happening in, uh, you know, in, in, in Paris and London at that time, there was a bit of a revolution going on with that sort of break away from the, the fine, the ultra fine dining restaurants and, you know, and, 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 working at Momofuku really sort of cemented that as well. I mean, Momofuku was the, the first to sort of stick their finger up at the at the, that sort of classic uh, fine dining, you know, uh, model and go, you know, why can't we fucking just do it how we want it to do? So, and that's that's really how we got the concept of Automata. I wanted it to be, um, you know, accessible to more people um, who wanted to eat fine dining food, but you know, didn't really, you know, wanted to, but, to eat out a lot, but didn't really want to sort of commit to that 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 price point, um, and um, and I wanted it to be a bit rock and roll, you know, a bit 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 loud, a bit you know, sometimes you know, a bit a bit too loud, but you know, and that's what I wanted, so and and it and it came out really well. Saying that, you know. In, uh, over the um, over the years, I guess you sort of got to check yourself and see what you know, you know who your customers are, if they're changing, you know why they're coming. I mean, when we first opened, they were coming every kind of couple of months. Um, I was, you know, I was changing the menu so so often, um, and um, and you know they were coming back. But you know, over time, they you know as 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 uh, as things happen, you know, new restaurants come in and things like that, and the new thing comes along and. You know, you and we, we sort of a few years later found ourselves a bit more of a, a special occasion place, and you know, so um, you know, and and you've got to change with 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 your customers and and what they want as well. You mentioned at Mamafuku, you know, your time there, you sort of saw that fine dining didn't have to be so stiff and formal, um, but you, you also you know earned your stripes at Tetsuya's with you know many of the sort of well-known chefs. Now, what was that time like at Tetsuya's? Oh look, I think that was definitely the moment where I, re- you know, I, I really sort of knew what I, where I wanted to be in 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 my career. I thought, you know, I, you know, previous to that, I worked at Key for a year, and um, you know, that was the sort of defining. Key was sort of the defining moment where I, I went, you know what, this is, I really love this, and and I want to, I really want to pursue this. So, you know, I was sort of in my mid twenties then, and um, or uh, maybe even my. Uh, yeah, early to mid twenties, but uh, <laughs> I can't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but um, but you know, I kind of this is that was the the restaurant that I went. You know, fuck, this is cool. You know, I'm I'm gonna work my ass off to to get where you know to 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 be some to be somewhere one day, and this is the moment. So you know, and 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 then I after that I worked at Tets for a few years, and you know I met some amazing people, and you know, and that's how we formed our. You know, you know we've got a pretty tight crew here in Sydney, and that's where we sort of. That around that time is where we formed that 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 bond with everybody, you know. Many many like many many Saturday nights at the Gaslight Inn, and, you know, and uh, Darlinghurst in Crown Street. <laughs> What's this experience been like for you? You said that you said a little earlier about that Automata has changed a little bit over the years in in response to what clients want and what customers want. Um, but how do you see the restaurants moving forward? Ah, uh, look. 
you know, we, we, we ha- you know, we, we have changed a lot at Automata, but we haven't changed a lot. You know, uh, you know, we, we've, uh, you know, over the, over the, over the years, I mean, you know, we, we used to, you know, people used to be sitting on top of each other back when we first opened, you know, it was, you know, we've got communal tables, they're all sort of jammed in together and it was a bit like, and, you know, over time when people want to have their birthdays, more birthdays come in and all that, they want a bit more room. They don't want someone sitting there listening to their conversation. And, you know, we have to move, you know, change with that. So, you know, we sort of made a decision, you know, we've been gradually doing it. It wasn't one big, big, you know, sort of shocks, shock to the system here. But, you know, gradually we've been sort of extending the menu a little bit, you know, to, you know, using some, you know, different ingredients, more, you know, uh, you know, more, you know, I'm, I'm not saying luxurious ingredients. I mean, we do use that, but, you know, we use it in certain ways. It's not just, it's not just opulence, you know, so... Um, I still want to. I still think technique and and creativity is very, very, uh, very key to what we do here. So, but but over time, you know, they, you know, it, people want different things, and and they want to use your venue for different things. So that's where we sort of we spread people out. They got a bit more space. They've got a bit more time. You know, there's no sort of strict time limits on their dining and things like that. And and you know, people are people have been very very happy with uh, you know those changes uh, as well. You know. With the pandemic affecting both of your restaurants in different ways, um, how, how do you see moving forward with the, the more casual eatery at A1 Canteen? Uh, do you have concerns about the lack of people in the city with workers at the moment? Oh, absolutely. You look, I mean, you know, A1 opened with a bang, which was great. Um, you know, it was very well received. Um, uh, you know, everybody kind of, kind of got it. Um, uh, you know... And then moving forward, you know, you know, we, you know, we, while we were, while we were almost locked down for the pandemic, we celebrated our second birthday, but we didn't really celebrate, you know, we just went, ah, restaurant, my, my GM, Rachel, she just messaged me, she goes, happy second birthday. And I'm like, is it, (laughs) it's like, can we put that on hold? Can we put it on hold for a few months? But you know, that, that clicked over a while, not long ago. And it was just kind of like, if you look even two years, I mean, it's, it, it's not that long, but it's, but it, it feels like a lifetime ago. But what's happened now is that, you know, I mean, there is no one in the city at the moment, even though things are, you know, sort of supposedly getting back to normal. It's not really. I mean, the A1 was, is, was supposed to be open for as a, as a venue for the community, the local community that, that is there during the day and the night. And um, during the day, you know, we, we rely heavily on the university across the road, the ABC around the corner, uh, on Harris Street, the, 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 the TAFE, the local businesses in Chippendale, the little design studios, everything like that. And everyone's working from home. So, you know, and it's very much like the, the CBD as well where, you know, you've got whole office towers that are, that are, that are, uninhabited at the moment and the businesses that are below that you know that rely on those morning coffees and everything for the thousands of people that are in those buildings they don't have thousands of people to to to, to serve anymore so i absolutely think this is you look we're in a very weird situation where you know there's a reason why people put businesses in certain places and that's to 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 feed the community and if the community's sitting in the suburbs in their home working from their from their lounge room or wherever, you know, they're going 
to their local cafe or whatever in the in in the suburbs, and they're not they're not they're not going to these venues. So I, that's where you know A one's been hit really hard with this, and 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 also the fact that we are technically attached to the Old Clare Hotel here, and uh, you know tourism uh, and travel is all but all but uh, non-existent at the moment. So you know it's a uh, it's a bit shit. <laughs> What, what are the frustrations at the moment that you have and, you know, the solutions that the government could look at uh, moving forward that could help restaurants like yours? Um, look, I think, I think with the resurgence of the, uh, you know, the virus in a small way in Sydney, it's really kind of shocked people to the core, uh, a lot more than it did the first time, in my opinion. Um it's sort of very eerie out there um, and people are, you know, definitely on edge. It's just not hard to see that. Um, the, I guess the thing that's really hard as a business owner, operator is, you know, the, the announcements of hotspots and things like that. Um, you know, they're very, they, they do a lot of damage, you know, they do a lot of damage. And I, and I think there's been a lot of sort of, I understand they need to announce things and tell the public, but, but it's, it's literally, it can kill a business overnight, you know, whether it, it but in guilty by association or by proximity. And, you know, there was a, you know, there was a, you know, a, a, a possible case that happened, someone walked in uh, and sat down somewhere outside on the street uh, that we're on, got put on the news, uh, you know, it was all over the news. The next day, every business on the street was dead. Uh, and then a couple of days later, they said, you know what, it wasn't as bad as we said it was, soz. And that fucked us all for, it's, it's, we have been ever since. So, you know, that the, the damage that, that, that has that those things cause i don't think is very is, is is thought about i understand if there's a big outbreak and there's you know and it's actually a thing but you know when someone walks into a bunnings and one person might have a cough and a sniffle later test test for covid and then they have to shut the whole place down and no one goes there again i mean you know it's not just restaurants it's 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 everything so i think that that they're very sort of quick to jump jump out there and go, hey, don't go anywhere near this. This is a hotspot. But it's, if it's not a hotspot, the damage is done, you know, and, and I think that that's not being thought about. You said something interesting earlier about taking the ego out of everything. You've, you've had a really steep rise to stardom since you've opened these restaurants and won Chef of the Year and numerous awards. Uh, but you've also been one, you said you, you like to go with the flow. Has, has this experience changed you though as a chef and the direction you might head moving forward? Yeah, look, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I tried, I've, I've tried to always stay grounded. You know, I've tried to always, you know, not let things get to me, and you know, not, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very, I don't let things, you know, get, get, get into my head. You know, I, I, so, but looking at this level-headed, you know you know, in, in that way. I mean, I think as a chef, you know, I, I guess there's sort of things that you think about in these moments of, and, and you think, you know, do I need to fucking do this? You know, what, do I need to, do I need to like, you know, everybody's on been on this sort of, 
and this is my opinion. I mean, everybody's been on this this sort of short, you know, fast trajectory. We've got to expand, 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 expand. You know, and 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 this is a moment where I've gone. You know what? Like, what we've got is good. Like, let's just let's just do what you know. Let let's just keep it to a, a couple of things. I mean, sort of pulling yourself in too many different directions can only be bad. You know, I mean, and it might. It might you might you might climb whatever ladder you're trying to climb up really quickly, but you know, but the the, the fall the fall is very 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 fast. So you know, I've I've just tried to sort of look at the way that we do things, you know, and just really try and focus on my people that the, you know wonderful people that I have working for me. Um, you know, we they they do a great job. Um, you know, we're we're all very close, and and I and I really enjoy that. And I don't want to lose that either. You know, and I think that that's sort of been one thing that I've really sort of noticed about myself is that, you know, I guess it, it it's easy to get caught up in things and, 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 and do things for the wrong reasons. And I, and I really want to just do things for the right reasons now. And, 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 you know, I've had my failures as well. I mean, that's, you know, we, you know, I've made decisions that have, uh, that have not worked and, you know, and, you know, maybe back then it was a damage, a damage that hit my ego, but, you know, I, 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 like to think I don't really have a you know an ego to, to bruise at the moment I don't think any of us do you know so uh you know we we've we've just got to get through this moment really and and do it together I mean the worst thing that can happen is that it all falls over and we're all out of jobs and you know then we're all in the shit so it's focusing on the staff and the people and and and, and what we do is and, and our customers as well to give them a great thing, even in these weird moments, and you know, just to try and get through it. Why do you love restaurants and and love what you do? Well, look, I, I love I love working with I, I, like with the I love the people. Uh, you know, my my staff. You know, I I like being creative together. I love you know uh, you know I love the banter, I, and I just I just love this industry. I mean, I, you know. I, I, you know, sometimes I sit back and think, shit, what would I do if it, you know, it all fell apart, you know, but, um, you know, I, I think there'd have to be, you know, I'd, I'd miss the people the most, you know, my staff, uh, you know, I, I, they're, they're fantastic. So, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing industry and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's bloody hard, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world, you know, so, um, but it's really all about the people, the friendships, the bonds with other, uh, you know, with other industry, you know, all my mates are all chefs and restaurateurs and waiters and stuff like that. And, you know, we're, we're the best of friends and we all, we all do different things, you know, but we all come together at the end of the day and, you know, and, 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 and are really tight. So that's what I love about it. You've had quite a challenging period with two very different restaurants and it's still challenging but has there been some positives to come out of the last couple of months oh look definitely yeah look i mean uh, you know this sort of going back to the you know looking I, after i drew the line in the sand and i went you know i'm, I'm not going to let this get to me i'm gonna you know there's there's silver linings to everything i mean but you know you, you've got to stop to be able to see it um and that's where it was good i mean I, we literally you know it was a mandated stop you have to stop for a moment and it's like okay well you know, uh, you know, I, I spent, you know, the I spent, you know, nine weeks coming home at six o'clock at night. I've never done that in twenty years. <laughs> you know, I spent every I spent every night with my with with my with my partner and my my dog and cooked dinner at home. I mean, I I cooked dinner every three months at home before, and now I you know I was cooking it three three or four nights a week. So 
it's little things like that, you know. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, it makes you see the important things. But when we're all caught up in our own, you know, with our, with our own things going, uh, you know, 100 miles an hour, you, you just don't have time to see it. So, you know, looking after each other, spending time with your family and, 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 lo- and trying to do, looking at other things to do, you know, uh, you know, other things in your, in your life that, 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 that are important that you just have never found time because you've always been too busy. I mean, that, that's the, on a personal level, that's definitely been uh, a, a, big, a big one for me. You mentioned earlier that you see your food, particularly at Automata, is quite simple and yet it is elegantly simple on the plate, but it's pretty extraordinary food. How, how do you create the dishes that you do there? Where, where does it start and, and where does it end? Um, good question. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what other chefs work like. I kind of only know the way I work, and I work in a really sort of backwards, weird way. Um, you know, it all begins with one little tiny thing, um, whether it be a colour or a, a, a one ingredient or a, a, it could be a, a sauce or something like that, and I kind of go back the other way to create something. So it might be a, ty- a flavour combination of two things and then that sort of morphs into and the, the protein that I add. Let's say it's a protein dish with protein. The protein is always the last thing. It's never, I never think of a dish itself. It never, ever, ever works that way. It always just begins with one thing and then another thing. I mean, you know, I I have like, I just fuck around and make a lot of different things. I go through supermarket shelves in like, you know, Chinatown. I drive out to, you know, I'll drive out to, Tokyo Mart at Northbridge and just wander through it and you know people keep asking me if I need anything and I'm like no I'm just looking (laughs) but like I just buy stuff and I just smell it taste it and play around with it sometimes it's disgusting sometimes it's amazing so you know it's a lot of trial and error but I always come up with the thing the little bits and pieces and have them always just like in a fridge and you know in an annoying place and all in in the way of all my stuff and they keep coming up to me and going hey Chef, do you still want this? And I was like, yeah, 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 it's good, it's good, it's good. I'll, I'll use it one day, you know. It's like, you know. But that's kind of how I start. And I, I start with little tiny things. It's the smallest little thing that, that be, where it begins. And then I, I kind of reverse engineer it, really. So that's sort of how it works. <laughs> you mentioned that you're cooking at home more than you ever have. Will that experience of cooking at home so much change the food you do in the restaurant? Yeah, look, I think it. I think it will. Um, you know, you know, my partner Tanya is a very good cook, and uh, we, you know, we 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 cook together at home. Uh, you know, we fight a bit, but that's 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 normal. Uh, but in 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 the kitchen, that is. But uh, but um, you know, who's who's in each, who's in whose way? But um, no, look, we've been cooking at home quite a bit. Um, you know, she's uh, she she. If we have pasta, Tanya cooks it because she's the best. She she does best better pasta dishes than I do. Um, you know, but you know we you know we you know we 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 we've been trying to do as much cooking as possible. But you know, and I think that sort of the simplistic the simplistic way that you cook at home. You know, otherwise it's it's too time consuming and 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 costs you a bloody fortune. Um, 
you know, in small ways, it 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 will it'll find its way in there. Um, you know, we still try and uh, come up with you know new and interesting uh, ingredients or, or or dishes at Automata, but you know, definitely just you know something as simple as you know uh, some some anchovies with uh, with a burrata, you know, is and some good olive oil. I mean. You know that's definitely crept its way into uh, to 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 the some of the dishes at Automata um, previously as well. Well, mate, um, as you know, I've always been a huge fan of your food, so I'm very much looking forward to see what does emerge from COVID for Automata and A1 Canteen. Um, been awesome to have you on Deep in the Weeds today, mate. Keep in touch. No, no, it's been been a pleasure. Thank you very much. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, mate. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of Australia's hospital community, suppliers and producers in search of hope during this pandemic. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well. <laughs>